Today topic is whatever. <laughs> uh, you can ask whatever you want to ask. So that's why I said whatever. <laughs> so always we are the people talking and so you can ask, you know, all the questions, you know, whatever question, it doesn't matter related to your meditation and anything you want to ask. So sometimes we have to keep it free. So sometimes people are just listening and go. So I want to hear your questions. Then if I know the answer, I will give you an answer. Otherwise I don't. I can say I don't know. <laughs> Any question? Maybe this young spirits, they have some questions. Maybe baby has so many. No? Bailey's friend had a question. She's not here now, Bailey. Yeah. Maybe you can oh, yeah. Um, my friend, like, she always asked me all these, like, questions, and one today she said, um, how do you, like, know when you're enlightened? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's very easy to understand. So think about the moment when you are happy. How do you describe that happiness? When you are really happy? That's a feeling, right? You feel about your happiness. Same thing, right? When you are in, So another word for the enlightenment is a happiness. Right? Perfect happiness. So then ask your friend, you know, how do you feel when you are really happy? There's a feeling, you feel it's a right. right? Mm -hmm. Same way, you feel it. It is right feeling inside you. But that feeling is very different, it's a permanent, it's not changing. Right? That's why I say it's a perfect happiness. Right? Very easy to understand that feeling. Any other questions? Any comments for that? Do you feel enlightenment? Oh, I heard something <laughs> from Brian, like a few days ago, right? You talk about something, how you felt some moments. Yeah, I just, I had an experience I hadn't actually had before. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good way to describe it, the happiness. Mm -hmm. I was actually just out walking the dog and was looking at the leaves changing and sort of, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of hit me how transient everything is, which mm -hmm. is something we talk about here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and it was just a good, peaceful feeling, like understanding that, you know, that's life. Our time is limited. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really... I just kind of noticed I wasn't full of thoughts at that time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just really in the moment, walking the dog, something so simple. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very, it was nice. It was mm -hmm. peaceful and happy, and I think... Uh, I guess when I imagine what enlightenment must be like, it's probably something like that. Mm -hmm. And just those, that glimpse of total calm, peaceful happiness that just mm -hmm. actually stays a little longer than. And that. also, you know, when we experience that moment, there's no any attachments involved. It's totally free. So, as you said, we have those moments. Sometimes we are clicking those moments. And at the same time, we lose that moment. Right? Then people, uh, many people come to me and telling me, oh, I had that experience like 10 years ago. Right? I had it. 
I'm so sad I lost it. Now they are so angry, they want to get it back. It's gone. Right? Whatever you experience that moment, you cannot get the same experience again until you die. It's gone. So when you experience this perfect happiness, so it is permanent. It's not changing. So we are maintaining that. That's the way we have to experience that, yes? So then, what you're kind of saying then is if you're making progress, then you're going to be happy even if something bad or ugly happens to you. Oh, yes. Yeah, it doesn't I think matter. that's the hard thing to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter what is happening, good or bad. So, when, think about when we react to the good and bad. Our reactions, right? It's totally different. The person who is enlightened doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If something good happens, it's okay, accept it and enjoy it. And if something bad happens, it's accepting too. <laughs> you know? So, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I'd, like your, I'd like you to discuss a little bit mm -hmm. about um, how Buddhist teachings is all about working on ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it really focuses inwardly for the most part, and mm -hmm. it's all about attaining this, this level of peace, detachment, understanding, mm -hmm. internally. But there always comes a time when we have to turn to the outside world. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we've seen great Buddhist teachers and practitioners who have been very socially engaged mm -hmm. in uh, issues of justice and peace mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, whether it's you know a political protest or a, a cause mm -hmm. or an intervention in a loved one's life, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what would you have to tell us about how to balance when to work on the self mm -hmm. and when to turn it to the outside? World? Right. So this is the thing. You know, I can say ninety-nine percent we are focusing on self according to the Buddha's teachings. Right. Even 100% I can say something, right, you know, so I want to keep a little bit, you know, the gap to work on. So, 99% we are really focusing on my and our own enlightenment. So, that's why Buddha said, all your happiness is inside this fathom-long body. That's the thing he said, fathom-long body. Everything is here, right? So, when we experience something good inside us, then we feel we want to do something for the world and the community. That's our feeling. In one way, it is very dangerous. Especially, the people are not perfect. Right? If somebody is perfect, it's okay. You know, like Buddha or something like that, go and do it. It doesn't matter. They don't take anything personally. Right? They do whatever they can. Right? Think about when we really read the Buddha's life story, it wasn't like a rosy, you know, all the time not wonderful. Now people insulted him and blame and all the criticism and everything he had is his life. But it doesn't matter for him. He didn't take anything personally because his mind was, you know, the totally perfect. He know how to manage that. But in our case, when we do meditation practice, we feel something good then I call that's our delusion. <laughs> so the first, you know, when we experience something good, the first thought come to my mind or your mind, I want to share with somebody who is next to me. 
sounds <laughs> wonderful very generous right but sometimes it's dangerous right so think about most of you know the people i know the couples who come to meditation practice you know sometimes wife come first then husband come later then husband come first then wife come later something like that then one person experience something good all the time they come to me and said bhante how i'm going to share with my husband i really want it i am all the time telling the people forget about your husband what are you that's the way i am responding to people why you bother about him or her so just do your meditation practice that's why i said it is dangerous but still you can do it but you have to know how to maintain it otherwise so many people who are practicing meditation going towards the spiritual path they are trying to do all the other wonderful work external work they are hurting lot including myself <laughs> including myself you know now i am kind of social work i am working with the people all the time i know how many things come to my mind personally sometimes how i am taking them then good thing about long years of practice even the next minute next moment right away i understand this is the point i had to keep it outside that's the good practice otherwise it's very dangerous that's my point did you experience that so when you feel something good inside you you want to share with somebody how difficult it is right when you are peaceful you want to give the peace for other people they don't care about the peace <laughs> right sometimes people say, i don't want peace you know some some people are responding to that like that i don't want peace leave me alone or something like that. I was going to say mm-hmm. you know like say when you deal with like you know like you're married or whatever mm-hmm. and you're trying to share it with the other person is mm-hmm. it is it because you're you actually haven't developed yourself enough and and there could still be a bit of ego in there and you think you're doing it for the reason to help them out but mm-hmm. you're actually maybe doing it be, for some other reasons mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know this is I know this is the right thing mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is good for me it's got to be good for you right 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 you know right. kind of like trying to justify your own you know what you think is right to, mm-hmm. to the other person again sometimes we want to see other person way i want yeah that's so sometimes think right. about if you want to see my wife is doing that too that's good for me yeah. right then it's help me sometimes i'm really care about myself more than the other person so my idea is okay to help people try your best to help people without having expectation if they come to meditation and do it is fine otherwise do whatever you can do most of time people get hurt right i saw somebody any any yeah. um i think even if you do something for completely the right reasons mm-hmm. just to help them then if they don't if they don't get it if they don't care then it hurts your feelings and that's that's why it's dangerous to try to help someone right. i had a recent experience where i was trying to help somebody who was homeless mm-hmm. I let this girl stay in my house for a while, you know, mm-hmm. we were taking her to programs to get off drugs and stuff and eventually got her into a homeless shelter and mm-hmm. stuff and then we didn't hear for her for a while and I found out she's drinking and you know all this stuff again and like well, I was kind of crushed, you know, mm-hmm. cuz I went through all this effort to mm-hmm. to help her. Then out. how you how you felt? How I, you well, I, luckily I'm practicing <laughs> meditation and things. I know I would have been a lot worse and I'm right. involved mm-hmm. in other spiritual programs too where mm-hmm. we 
they teach us don't get too attached, you know, and don't mm -hmm. get your right. hopes up too high. But otherwise, you know, I still it still hurt. I mean, yeah. even though I knew exactly. better. Because whatever we do, we do with expectations. You know, when you say I have a goal, that means expectations. <laughs> so this means we hurt, right? That's why I said, okay, I just, you know, I love the word whatever. That's why I said in me, whatever, you know, I just do it, you know, it doesn't matter whatever happened. Just do it with your heart, right? People get it, it's fine. If they don't get it, it's fine too, right? Very difficult to maintain that, you know, the awareness, very difficult. Now I feel, now I am maybe 1% better with that. Think about it, 1% good with that. <laughs> Lot to work on. Always we have some expectation, yes? Sometimes I get confused between non-attachment and not caring. Like I'm really confused by the bumper sticker sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what to do, who cares? Mm -hmm. And to me that's a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if I said to someone, well, who cares? That means I don't care. Yeah, right, right. But I think what I hear in this conversation mm -hmm. is, is that you give or you care, mm -hmm. but you don't expect something in return. Right, it's right. hard with family. So this is the thing, you know, always I'm telling, don't try to understand this wisdom through the words. Because, you know, words are very powerful, such a powerful thing, words, but still very poor. <laughs> right? Always I'm telling people, don't try to understand everything through the words. Feel it. You know, if you go through the words, you are in trouble. Right? So once the Buddha said after his enlightenment, whatever I realize under the Bodhi tree, it is very difficult for me to put into the words and express to the people the same, you know, the taste I have in my life. Very difficult. Even Buddha said his words is very poor. So think about our words. Especially when you speak another language. <coughs> Very limited. But, you know. So I, I was just thinking uh, something relevant to that. When I when I first started coming, mm -hmm. my idea was I'm going to get something. Right. I'm going to sit on this cushion and practice until I attain my mindfulness. Right. <laughs> something I'm going to earn. Mm -hmm. You know, like a, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think maybe in our culture that's sort of how we're how we operate. And mm -hmm. I, I think what I've come to realize along those lines is I've stopped pushing so hard and realized. I need to let go of things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, not attain. Right, it's not right. something I'm going to get coming here. I mm -hmm. come here to to let all the stuff go. Yes, this is the thing. We when you come to meditation, that means you are come to losing, not gaining. Right? We all are losers here. <laughs> right? If you are thinking I'm going to gain, so again you are Whatever you are dealing everyday life, the same thing. If you think that, think about that word when I think you all are losers, you know, it's kind of negative. It's not. That's why I said very difficult go through the words. Right? So when you come to meditation, you lose everything. All the difficulties and defilements, whatever you had, all the difficult things everyday life, you are going to lose them. Right? Then you are balancing people, person. Right? I think one of the things we're losing is like when today we did um, and think about the people who don't like and I used to have a whole list of them and mm -hmm. now I don't have many. It's like I had a hard time to come up with any. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's like not, no big deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the practice. <laughs> Any other questions? That's good. Open, you know, the discussion. I like it. <laughs> Any questions? I, I think attachments are very difficult to let go. Mm-hmm. You really have to work at being unattached. Mm-hmm. Right? Other thing I experience, we are really enjoying the attachments. Yeah, sometimes. Right? I call it you know, the addicting. Yeah. We are addict to the attachments. We think without those things we cannot live. And they don't have to be material. Right? And, no? No need to. Yeah. Attachment is the ideas and thoughts and feelings, yeah. whatever. Right? So, there is a little uh, pleasure. Mm. All the attachments, so we like that pleasure. Right? Remember that all the time I am using that uh, monkey story in Sri Lanka? Um, so, in Sri Lanka we have coconut. Right? You know, drinking the coconut, we make a hole and then we are throwing out the shell. Right? So then monkeys running around and jump and grab that coconut shell and looking <laughs> inside and they see some white meat inside. Then they put their you know the hand in and fingers and scratch them and try to you know now fist and try to t- take that meat out. They cannot because they are fisting. Then what they are doing, shaking like this. It's hurt. Then they are screaming. It's hurt, right? <laughs> Again and again they are doing it, then they finally let it go and release and take the hand out. You know the, how they behave, monkeys, you know. Take the hand out and look like this, you know, looking at the fingers and then put it again. <laughs> <laughs> so think about, you know, that representing our, you know, the pleasures, you know, how we are attaching to that little meat inside that shell. That's the way we are doing with the attachments. Right? Very difficult for us to let it go, that pleasure. Right? I think it's, it's more difficult when you're attaching to something that in your mind you perceive as good. I became really attached to the teachings and the practice for a while, mm-hmm. to the point where, <laughs> you know. But I think that's something that I recently discovered is that any attachment is bad. And for yes, a long time, it doesn't matter. I thought, well, but this can't be bad. It's my practice. It's good. And like Bill or somebody over there was saying, wanting to push it, not share it. In my mind, it was share it. Mm-hmm. My experience with the people around me mm-hmm. was also an attachment. Right, exactly. And it was not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I, I really I stopped practicing for a while, but mm-hmm. it was probably a really good thing I did. For mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, I didn't sit on my cushion. And mm-hmm. then I realized the healthy, a better way, I guess, to practice. Right. So that's, that's good. And other thing, you know, even when you really get into the point, we have to give up the meditation too. Right? If you really attain into the enlightenment, we have to give up the meditation too. That's the way Buddha talk about his analogy, like a raft. Somebody has come to a river, then he wants to cross the river, then he, he cannot do that. He look around and collecting some woods and making a raft. Now he crossed the river. After he crossed the river, he thinks, Oh my God, how much you know, the energy I put to make this raft. I love this raft. I cannot leave this raft. You know, I want to carry it home. Then I want to make a museum for that. 
And so that's the way we are thinking about things. So Buddha said that's totally wrong. After you cross the river, leave the raft lovingly and kindly, maybe somebody will use it and go your journey. Right? Even sometimes good things in the last minute we have to give up. Right? Sometimes we are you know the attachment to our practice. Oh I'm doing meditation, I'm so good. So that's another delusion. Very difficult, you know, I totally agree with this. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we cannot, so we yeah. can still try. But I don't think it's that simple where you just say, no, attachments, I'm going to give up all my attachments. Because aren't some attachments beneficial? Sorry? I didn't aren't some attachments beneficial? Mm-hmm. Are good For? to have? In other words, can't we have attachments but be mindful of Oh, them? yeah. That's the way we have to live in this society. Because we have so many things and so many people. Easily we are interacting with them and things, right? So that's the way we have to deal. That's the way we have to live in the society. Well, it's not just society, but uh, interpersonal relationships. Yeah, anything. The attachment comes with the expectation, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Like the word attachment to me means there are conventional things we need, mm-hmm. but having an expectation. Because when it's not met... Mm-hmm. That's when the crisis happens. Happen. That's what I found was happening with me. So I, I use the term attachment more when I have some expectation for a particular outcome. I have to be okay and let it go. I'm going to do what I'm going to do and then find a way to be okay with whatever the outcome is. So to me, that's the expectation maybe. Is yeah, yes, it's totally right. Yeah. So the, the problem is not the people or things. How we interact with them. How we get it. Right? So think about it, you can have so many things, you can use them and you can live with them and then again how you deal with them. So you can attach or you can use them. Right? But still there's a lot of care too. That's another part of the practice. Right? <laughs> Any other?